and welcome to That's Life, where I need to thank everyone in this studio and in my life who, simply put, made my birthday perfect. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. My, I am Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, blogger, writer. Inability to speak is not a... Uh, it's not a strength here when you are on the radio and general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nachum's live lunch. Nachum will be joining us. Please got in about a half an hour. We are coming to you from the home of the Nachum Siegel Network on the, I say this in quotation marks, it better become beautiful, Lower East Side. Good morning, Avrami. Boker Tov. How are you? I am well. Good morning to Jamie as well. I need to thank both of you publicly as uh, we are on the air right now. And I thank you privately both for making so much of my birthday yesterday fantastic. For those of you who uh, were keeping track on Facebook, oh, and frankly for the last year of my ranting, um, I turned 40 yesterday. <laughs> I, yeah, my exactly. Let me tell you something. 40 rocks. I, um, As I said to you yesterday... 40 was such a great birthday. I may celebrate it for many years to come. And as you said, I probably will be telling people for many years to come that I am only 40. Yeah, At least only. another 80. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Yeah, yesterday was just stupendous between the two of you and between Nahum and certainly everyone in my house who facilitated what was truly, truly a wonderful day. I really thank you. It um, Not only did I feel blessed beforehand, but certainly paradoxically with everything going on in the Lower East Side and the tragedies that happened over uh, Labor Day weekend and the funerals, the levayot that took place yesterday morning from members of this community who were tragically, tragically taken from us. Um, it really just, pers- just, yep, made me feel even more blessed um, and lucky to uh, and lucky to be as blessed as I am. So I thank everybody, and I thank the two of you, and I thank you for my gifts, which were amazing, and truly spoke to the fact that you both know me, and I really am a cheap date. I really am. I'm a cheap date. I mean, come on, Jamie. Am I a cheap date? I know. I am. It's great. I am so happy with the little things in life. But, Avrami, I also want to thank you because you and Jamie were in cahoots. <laughs> To get my uh, to get my gift to happen, so I thank the both of you. And um, you know, Stephen jokes all the time that that well, we joke all the time that this is a family, and Nachum talks about it being a family. And we often reference this room, the studio, as being the family room, um, which is totally fine. But I thank God would not have it any other way. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you for taking a break from your day to tune in. If you're a returning listener, thank you. Thanks as always for making us part of your day. Follow us on Twitter, Nachum Siegel Net, all one word. Gesundheit, Miriam L. Wallach, all one word. Gesundheit, not a Twitter handle. Fortune cookie, folks. Yes, because there have been too many complaints in the complaint department that I have been for uh, I, for too long. I have not been opening fortune cookies. So um, we went through a couple this morning because, you know, there's a rule about them being broken. And there were a couple of broken fortune cookies Unfortunately, but here's today's fortune cookie. You're feeling the need to think longer term. Plan ahead. OMG. Long term planning. That's not really what I want to hear when I turn 40, but that's okay. Anyway, national holidays here in the United States. Yesterday was Wonderful Weirdos Day, which of course comes out every year on my birthday. Um, it was also, yesterday was also the English yard site of the bombing, uh, at Cafe Hillel on Amik Rafaim in Yerushalayim, which took place in 2003, took the lives of many, shook the community. Um, took the life of, of renowned um, professional and um, and doctor and founder and, you know, just overall wonderful person, Dr. David Applebaum and his daughter who died the night before her wedding. And we do want to commemorate that as well. Today is Swap Ideas Day. Tomorrow is 9-11. 
Um, it is 9-11. So somehow or another, it's banana day. Not sure how that coincides with 9-11. I'm sure there will be numerous memorials tomorrow for 9-11, as there should be. It is also Patriot Day. It is Remember Freedom Day. And it is National Day of Service and Remembrance as well. So thank your local firefighter. Thank your local police officer. Thank your local Hatzalah member, auxiliary police officer, and anyone else who goes above and beyond to serve their community. Um, this is going to be a drastic shift a little bit, but since last week I spoke with S.E. Ackerman and talking about the U.S. Open and we had our nod to the U.S. Open episode, um, there is so much that is that is continually going on in women's sports. I want to thank Josh Halkman, who will be on later in the program, for setting up this interview. Um, but Oshrat Eni, or Eni, let me just clarify the last your last name. Oshrat, how do I pronounce your last name? Amy. Amy. Okay. Oshrat Amy yeah. is a top Israeli female soccer player. She's also a TV personality. She is also, I would call her a goodwill ambassador on behalf of Jewish women everywhere. Oshrat, thank you for joining me. Thanks and uh, Mazalto, by the way. Ah, thank you very much. Don't, don't mm-hmm. tell me how old you are because I know you are significantly younger, but that, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but thank you very much. Well, age is just a number. You know, that's what they keep telling me, but I think you can tell me that because you're younger. But that, <laughs> no, no, I'm saying that also to younger people. Oh, just, good. No matter how you feel. Ah, okay, good. So that's good, Musar. I appreciate that. So, Ashrat, tell me what it's like. You know, you, it, uh, you play soccer, or in Israel, as we call it, football. In the United States, football yeah. means something completely different. But you are an Israeli female football player, and you have been playing since the early ages of 15? Yeah. Well, we started really, uh, let's say, late here in Israel to play uh, soccer. So uh, as the first year soccer was uh, uh, established in Israel, I started playing, and uh, it was age 15. And since then, I'm kicking the ball everywhere. <laughs> You're addicted to sports. Yeah, because also, as you say, uh, besides playing, I'm also uh, hosting some TV shows and radio, and uh, I'm, I'm just a big fan of the game. That's fantastic. You Do you come from a family of athletes? No, weird is that? <laughs> that is no, very I'm, weird. My family is an athlete, but uh, yeah, w- well, we believe that everyone should do whatever makes them feel good. And uh, for me, it's sports and uh, soccer. So, and your fa- support me about it. And your father is from Egypt, and your mother is from Iraq. How did they? Yeah, that, my grandparents from that side. Yeah. Ah, okay. It's, it's like crazy over here, you know. Uh, <laughs> In Israel, that's the way it is. Almost no one was born in Israel. Right. It's a kib- uh, like kibbutz goliot. Yeah, that's right. So uh, it's kind of nice to have all these uh, mixed uh, um, agendas and uh, culture. Did their did their backgrounds influence you as an athlete, as a football player? Uh, I think everyone came from uh, Arab states to Israel. Know they sh- should fight for everything they want. Nothing comes easily. So every time I had like a hard time or trouble in sports, they said, "Okay, you need to stand up." Fight, fight for it. Nothing comes easily. Now, I be- that's a, that, and that is a great lesson to learn and, and a great yeah. message to pass down to kids. I know that you speak often to children's groups. Yeah, I'm kind of ambassador of Athena. Athena is a, a national uh, sport community for women's sport. Uh, and I'm going from schools and like uh, kindergartens and uh, sports teams, young sports teams, and I speak to the, to the kids. Uh, the girls and the boys, uh, about the meaning of uh, 
doing some kind of sport, it doesn't matter what you're doing, as long as you're in sports. And uh, about uh, how you should define yourself, you know, I'm always saying nothing defines me. The situation does not define me. I know what I want to be, I know what I want to do, and this is the way that, that I'm going to. And this is the message I'm moving forward for the kids. I imagine that girls look at you and they say, wow, she is such a role model. But when you speak to boys also, and you represent a women's group of athletes, but when you speak to boys also of any age, I would say probably teenagers would probably be the most, you know, cynical or pessimistic. Do they look at you and say, what can you really teach me? Well, first of all, of course, they look look down to me and say, okay, so... I never heard of you. I'm not that famous because, you know, women athletes are not as famous as boys and men. And uh, then I speak to them about my way and the things that I've been through to be able to play uh, soccer and uh, to be running, like, normal life with football, with soccer, like uh, what I have to do, uh, the things I have to go through. And then they respect me. And then I show them some clips of me playing, and and then they respect me as a player as well. Right, I'm sure. I am sure because, you know, it's one thing for you to talk about it, and then you show these boys what you look like out on the pitch, and it probably blows their mind. Yeah, and and also I I try to highlight some things like I'm a woman. I can't be a man, okay? I'm I'm playing with women against other women. I I don't want to show my abilities against men because I shouldn't, and... No, I no normal man sh- wants to show their ability against women because they are men. <laughs> we are we are different. We are different in physiologically, and we are different in in a lot of ways. That's what good in life. If everyone should be the same, it would be boring. Right. So I try to to highlight that because I think uh, this is very important to understand. I, you shouldn't uh, compare me to a man. I know what it's like to be a woman in a man's world, so I certainly appreciate where you're coming from. Tell me about some of the struggles, um, especially starting out at the beginning, that you faced as a woman, as a female football player, trying to make it in a man's world. Well, when I started, it was not. Uh, it wasn't that common to have a women's soccer team in, in my area. I grew up in Elfelia, and I should I drove like uh, three hours on the bus to get to the to practice and wow. uh, for the games and my parents were very worried because uh, you know that back then it was time when the suicide bombing and everything mm-hmm. on the buses it was uh, really scary uh, scary and also uh, the practice was at, at night so I came back very late and every time they say okay if you were a boy you can take care of yourself but you're a girl so yeah everyone should Try to help me with that, like uh, take me uh, on the car or everything my family could do to help me, to support me in that. And also, you know, I call it the regular stuff, like hearing from uh, boys, uh, even on the pitch, okay, you're a girl, whatever you can do, or um, if they see me with my uh, soccer uniform going on the bus and say, oh, you play soccer? You play with boys or for, for women? Like every everything we're used to hear from. But I'm always saying uh, whatever people saying about you uh, says more about them right. than about you. I mean, if someone can tell me, okay, you are, I don't know, you're fat and ugly, probably they have problem with their own uh, look. <laughs> right. That is that is a very very good message, especially as we go into the new year and and we look forward to you know the blessings and 
and that Hashem should bestow upon us all good things for the coming year. It's important to embrace ourselves as well and, and, and look to ourselves for continued strength as we move ahead as well. Yeah, I know what I'm worth. I know where I'm going, what I want to do. I don't need uh, someone else to define me. Okay, so yeah. this is the message I want to say to everyone. You know how good you are. You know your strength. You know everything about you. Just use it. Don't pay attention to what other people said or what other people try to to make out of you. You know. And this is my message no, uh, I, for everything in life. I know what I'm worth. I just wrote down that line. That is such a good line. I know what I'm worth. What a wonderful, wonderful message. Um, tell me about the organization of women's, of um, the female athletes that you represent in Israel. How many are there? What other sports do they play? Uh, it, this is like the big, uh, uh, I don't know how to call it, uh, organization for women's sports. Uh, it's a government organization, so oh, wow. we have all the finance and everything, yeah. And uh, it started back in uh, 2009, I think. And uh, their uh, prime goal is to uh, bring more girls to do sports. It's mm. any kind of sports. We have Olympic sports and non-Olympic sports. And uh, their biggest uh, activity is in the uh, lower ages. Like They take uh, little girls and they... Uh, take them to camps and teach them how to play this specific sport they are interested in. Uh, they have like a big uh, Women's Day uh, parade every wow. year. Wow. Uh, on that day, yeah, they're doing like a big uh, sports event only for women in Namal Tel Aviv. So uh, it's great. Everyone hears about it. We have like a commercial in the uh, children's mm-hmm. uh, channel in the TV. Sure. Uh, they take like the, the athletes, the women have athletes, and said, "I want to be like them." They create role models, and basically, they support the women's uh, sports in Israel because there is no other. Uh, I, I won't call it sponsors, but no one is giving their support uh, financially and uh, you know in advertising and everything. Mm. There are there are so many great female heroines through uh, Jewish heroines throughout. Um, Jewish history, you know, it doesn't it doesn't take much to look through the Tanakh and see strong Jewish women, and it doesn't take much to look through the blog of the IDF and stories coming out of Tzuketan of strong Jewish women and strong Israeli mm-hmm. women. I love the fact that they are also heralding and and praising and highlighting these strong Jewish women athletes who also show not only what Medinat Israel is about and what Am Yisrael is about, but also how girls can make it, how girls can do it. And and looking at you and seeing the parade and, and the organization and the fact that the government is putting money behind it, it's got to give hope to young girls. Yeah, that's... Absolutely, I agree with it. That gives me, gives me and everyone else a lot of hope. They're also supporting with uh, a scholarship, so you can uh, be a better, you know, scholar and be a better person and, and upgrade your life wow. besides sports. Because you know, uh, our sporting career is not that long. Even if it takes twenty to twenty-five years, you still get your whole life ahead of you. So uh, right. they help us. Yeah, they help us and they help the, 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 all the community. Oshrat Aini, she is a, or 
to me, the most important female Jewish soccer star or football star coming out of Israel. She's also a TV personality. She joins us here at That's Life. We are super excited to have her on. Ashraf, tell me what it's like when you go overseas, um, not just as a woman um, trying to make it in what is still a very male-dominant field, even in Europe, but also as an Israeli woman. Talk about what that's like. Yeah, I can tell you that last year I signed for Anderlecht in Belgium, in uh, Brussels. And I lived in a neighborhood. It, it was called like a nice neighborhood. And uh, I met a Jewish friend. And he works, you know, with the Mossad and everything. And tell me, okay, you don't go out of your apartment after six, six o'clock. Wow. Everywhere you go, you shouldn't say you're from Israel or that you're Jewish. And he was so, it was terrifying for me because wow. I was not scared. But I didn't want to live like that. You know, everywhere right. I go, I say I'm from Israel and I'm proud of it. And it tells me that it's dangerous for me. So it was kind of a shock to me. Um, I only lived there for three months, so it was a, this is the good thing came, came out of it. But uh, I can tell you that everywhere I'm going, if it was with the national team or even long, I'm not afraid to say I'm from Israel. I'm proud of it. I think uh, I'm not doing anything on purpose and like, you know, I'm not going with Magen David all over my chest. But <laughs> when people ask me where, I, where I'm from, I'm saying I'm from Israel and uh, I'm proud of it. And I think everyone should do the same because uh, we had a lot of to be proud of, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Josh Halkman is the sports rabbi. He joins us on the phone. Josh, I need to thank you first and foremost for helping to set up. You are the Shadchan in this case. I need to thank you. No, I need to, no problem, Miriam. Really, Oshot is is a gem, and she is truly a role model. Um, I, I have to imagine that for you, this kind of a story is makes obviously your connection to sports and to and to Jewish sports and to Israeli sports that much more special because because she is a woman. Right. No, I mean, listen, Oshot is somebody very very special that I've been keeping tabs on and following for an, for an extended amount of time. And, of course, her pieces that I look for with the Sports Rabbi and SportsRabbi.com, she just fit the bill so perfectly because she is not only an expert athlete and a professional in every sense of the word, she's somebody that is out there, has represented our country, Israel, at, at the, the highest level of competition, who speaks to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of not only students but an adults as a motivational speaker in the country of Israel as well. She is an absolute, absolute gem of a person and an individual, somebody I, I, I don't want to use the word love, but I love her. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Oshrat's the best. Yeah, no, she, she completely sounds the best. There has to also be something, you know, a takeaway for those of us who are not football players. Um, I will tell you that to, that, um, my oldest, is a is a football player. She plays soccer here in in New York in the girls yeshiva league, and she's a captain of her team. And I love watching her run because there is there is something about the physicality of and the phys, and the the I don't want to say roughness because again that that overstates it that dramatizes it a little bit, but just the the strength that it takes, the running back and forth, the strategizing, etc. Watching her play soccer, watching my other daughter play hockey, the same kinds of exhilaration I get as a parent, that really there's so much to learn here. There's such a takeaway for those of us as spectators, not only in life, but also going into the Yamim Noraim. 
No, that's yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Miriam. You're looking, first of all, you're looking at, especially with children, and, and I think also women's sports, there's a lot of purity to those, uh, to those type of sports. And what you're seeing, Miriam, with your, your children is, is sports being played at the purest level. And not only that, you're seeing uh, people that are putting in, they're, you know, they're, they're kids still, and they're putting in 110% and going into the high holidays. I mean, Miriam, it's so important for every one of us to, you know, reflect on how we can be better, how we can put out more, how we can exert more to be better people, to be better human beings. And that could be most importantly to our fellow, our fellow man or fellow woman. It could also be extremely important, obviously, in our work with, with God, with Hashem. But it's also, you know, it's crucial that we work on those type of things at the purest of levels and give us the greatest amount of strength and exert ourselves doing something a little bit extra special. If it's getting up a little bit earlier to do mm. something, if it's meaning saying a few extra prayers, if it's saying a couple of extra tillums, if it's going to visit somebody uh, that may be ill, if it's going to going to do a good deed, it could be helping somebody onto the bus like I did today mm. that had a wheel carriage, uh, you know, a wheel carriage and needed help to get on, or else the bus was going to leave with, <laughs> with either without the wheel carriage or without the person that was pushing it. So, mm. Uh, I think that's the most important thing that we have to take out of it is that we have to, you know, we have to do the best that we can for our fellow human beings, and and take the message of of sports and you know, you know how much I love sports, yep. but there are so many messages from it, and if we can exert ourselves and put as much of the purity into what we do in our everyday lives. I think the world will become a much better place for you, me, and everybody else. That's a great message. That's a great message. Oshrat, do you think, and we only have a couple minutes left, I'll try and get to both of you before the before we have to end. Oshrat, do you think that Jews make better athletes? I think uh, Jews know the importance of, uh, of sports uh, besides being an athlete. I mean, let's take all the children playing soccer today, let's say in Tel Aviv. Not all of them become um, grown-ups who play soccer as a professional. But all of them uh, get education through uh, sports. And I think uh, the Jewish community are knowing that, you know, they try to improve them as a, as a person, as a human being throughout sports. Like just said, uh, helping the, the disabled or doing, how uh, uh, should I say, respect everyone around you. I get that from football. Ah. I'm always saying in my lecture, I'm saying uh, I didn't know how to treat uh, people that are different with me. I didn't know uh, how to to approach uh, like an Arab person. I, I grew up in Australia and there was no Arab uh, people around here. Then I get to the national team and I see Arab uh, players. And at first it was very weird for me, but after three weeks we become best friends and we did the holidays. Wow. We learned about the tradition and I, we, through sports, I became a better person. Wow. So I believe that the, the Jewish community are, are knowing that and they're sending their kids to sports to, to improve them as a person, and I think that's very more important than uh, professional sports. Wow, that's that's a that is a great anecdote, Rabbi Halakman, Josh. The um, yes. there is a you know, unfortunately, you and I have had the opportunity uh, to discuss rampant anti-Semitism that has been um, demonstrated against Israeli athletes overseas. And there have been a, a number of stories of things that have taken place over the last number of months and certainly over the last year or so. I also have to imagine that the, that the, um, the way that the Israeli athletes, that you have watched them respond with grace 
and with respect and with humility to these activities has given you both as a spec as a spectator and as a commentator a tremendous amount of pride. No, hundred percent. I think you know we always hold our heads high and we always try to be the best people that we can be. And you know, in spite of what may go on around us, and you know, we just have to go into these sporting events and say, you know what, if there may be somebody that doesn't want to shake our hands or 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 fight with us in a judo match or whatever it may be, well. So be it. We're going to be there. We extend ourselves. We extend the olive branch in every which way. And it's funny you mention it, uh, Miriam. I had the opportunity to travel three times this summer outside of Israel with Maccabi Tel Aviv, the football club, when they were attempting to qualify for the UEFA Champions League, which they did for the first time in 11 years, and they'll be playing against Chelsea, the big English premier team, next week already on Wednesday night in London, which is going to be amazing. Hmm. But I was able to travel to Malta to uh, Prague slash Pelzen in the Czech Republic, and also to Basel in wow. Switzerland, where I also did a little bit of other travel as well to into uh, Germany and France. And I have to tell you, I was pretty much able to wear my kippah almost everywhere. Unreal. I, I, remember, I remember walking in. I didn't feel at all the team did not get any type of... <laughs> uh, any type of... I didn't see any type of anti-Semitism whatsoever. There were no Palestinian PLL flags, which we see in a lot of events, which... I know that there there have been uh, over the last few days with the Israel national basketball team as well as the football team. Right. But I got to tell you, things were pretty pretty calm, pretty safe. I remember after Maccabi Tel Aviv won two nothing in a city called Pelzen, where definitely there's a massive synagogue, one of the most gorgeous synagogues in Europe, is there, and the town has maybe 30 Jews in it. Uh, I remember I had my keep on the whole time in the <laughs> press box. I was the only. I think it was myself and one other Israeli journalist in this massive press box with tons of people. I remember running into the press room saying, yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had, my, I had my keep on. Nobody said anything. I, I've made friends from uh, the Maltese journalist, the, uh, the Czech journalist, Amazing. as well as the Basel journalist that I'm in touch with, uh, you know, today. Uh, even today I was in touch with them. And not only that, even in Israel itself, I get contacted from journalists from, from all over the world. There was a journalist from... Chile, who's going to be in uh, covering Barcelona for a year, he was in Israel because uncle, his uncle had converted, so he wanted him, he wanted his nephew to come see Israel. He found me out. He gives me a, sends me a message, Josh, I'd like to meet you. We sit down at a cafe. We had a coffee together. But those are the greatest stories. Amazing. It's, it's when these when these people can come even here and see what goes on. It's amazing things that we can do together as, as Jews and as people of the book. That's the most important thing in our in our lives to be able to do that for. Well, and Amin, what a what an incredible, incredible anecdote! I have to tell you both. I'm I'm certainly proud to know you, and 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 proud that you represent me and the rest of us uh, in the forum which you do, and in the manner in which you do. So I thank you both for joining me, Oshad Amy, and of course the sports rabbi Josh Halakman. I thank you both for being here today on That's Life. I wish you both a Shana Tova Umituka, and I hope individually and together we can both meet in Eretz Yisrael, and you'll join me back on the air pretty soon. Sounds great. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Shana Tova. Shana Tova. You've been listening to That's Life here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Wow, what a great way to go into the new year. I'm Miriam L. Wallach. Thank you for making us part of your day. Let's go through the lineup for the rest of the day. You know what to expect and certainly what not to miss. We have a full afternoon of programming. The live lunch is over and the, sorry, 
that's life is over. (laughs) The live lunch will begin in just a few minutes. That is from 11 to 1. And uh, I will be starting the live lunch for a few minutes. And Nachum will join me a few minutes in at 1 p.m. It is a supersized stunt show with Leo Razamic, 90 minutes. If you need some help getting into the Rosh Hashanah mood, on today's edition of the stunt show, we hear different divrei Torah from people around the world. Looking forward to that for sure. Then at 2.30, it's Throwback Thursday, from September 19th, 2005, when Simply Simply Tzvat was live in the studio. And from 7 to 8, an hour of Jewish Soul with Charlie Bernhout. Why, why am I having trouble talking today, Avram? You know what? That's what happens when you turn 40. Join Nachum tomorrow morning as he hosts JM and AM live here on the stream. NachumSiegel.com, JMandAM.org, 91.1, 90.1, and 91.9 FM. Weekly update is back on tomorrow. They were on a bit of a hiatus. Malcolm Holmline was traveling, but Malcolm will join Nahum tomorrow morning around 7.40. Join Naomi Nachman tomorrow morning from for table for two at 9 a.m. Guests are, are Alexander. I really am having trouble talking. Guests are Alexander Rappaport from Maspia, who shares with us the programs and fundraising he is doing for the soup kitchens and how we can get involved. You will never hear more Tzimus talk than you will hear tomorrow on Table for Two. Jay Booksbaum pours some new wines for the new year. Shifra Klein <laughs> talks about Joy of Kosher and makes a grilled cheese simonim sandwich. Fascinating. We're going to have to see how that goes. Um, that sounds certainly very interesting. Rummy hosts Saturday Night Seagull this month, say Shabbos. 10 p.m. Renowned speaker Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson hosts... Eternal Flame at 11 p.m. David Lichtenstein hosts headlines. J.M. Sunday with Matis. Don't go into Rosh Hashanah without Matis. 7 a.m. Eastern Time. This week on J.M. Sunday, Rabbi Elchanan Shah from Los Angeles joins Matis. His new book, Lord Get Me High, Making the Most of the High Holiday Season, focuses on themes from Ladavid, uh, that is Tehillim 27. Uh, and um, we look forward to hearing that. I love listening to Matis and certainly getting his texts before the show. I know, I know, I know it's 11 o'clock and I apologize for going over, especially because I'm committed to playing the following song in its entirety. It is Havdullah by Chazen, by Cantor, Natano Hirschdick, Malcolm and Jam in the AM today with it. I heard it a few days ago. My thanks to Mark Zomik for sending that my way. It is really a beautiful rendition of Havdullah. My best wishes to everyone for a Shana Tova. The live lunch will start just as soon as this is over. A year of health, happiness and prosperity and of course, love for all. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys.
Yeah. 